0: You're listening to to Smart2Deck Radio. Hey everybody, it's the interview queen, Alicia Toot here, and you are currently listening to and obviously enjoying Queen's Court. Hi, I'm the Asian sensation Kanji, you're listening to Queen's Court. Hi guys, this is the queen of Queen's Visage talking, and I am so happy to introduce you to the Queen's Court. All right, everyone, welcome to this episode of Queenie Chats with your girl, the Queen of Any. And I have a super special guest today. My pals over at Ringsiders Pod uh, had this gentleman on for a chat and said, you know, tag some people and said, Y'all, y'all should talk to him. And look, key I've been wanting to, but I'm really excited it's happening today. I have a whole lot of dude. The heavy cruiserate crash, Jackson. Hello, how are you? Awesome.
1: I'm doing as good as one can be with everything, (laughs) with all the quarantine and everything that's going on at the moment.
0: It's crazy, isn't it?
1: Oh, being (laughs) being stuck. I love my roommates and stuff, but like you know, being stuck in the house all the time is taxing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's difficult for sure, and it's hard to believe too. Looking at the calendar, right? It's it's May 9th, and we've been in here for. Like two months. <laughs>
1: it's been a long time. I feel like it should be May. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I feel like it should still be March. <laughs>
0: I know. Time is weird because it feels like it's been about four years <laughs> in quarantine. Uh, but yeah. in reality, it's it's been, you know, 60 some or almost 60 days. But man, it, it definitely doesn't feel like it should be May. It feels like <laughs> I need like a little reset button. I don't know about you, but I want to reset <laughs>
1: Just the full, like, just skip the, go ahead and skip the 2021 and just, like, redo.
0: I know. Forget it. <laughs> Erase it. Move on. Hey, guys. I <laughs> it's
1: know. Like, it's it's
0: crazy. Yeah. It's absolute craziness. And, um, you know, I, I am glad, though, that it's given, you know, you and I an opportunity to chat. And, you know, we have to find some silver linings, but <laughs> it is crazy. Like, how are you? how are you doing with all of this? crazy insanity
1: uh i mean as good as i can uh constantly having to find something new to watch on netflix or (laughs) uh and like trying to like stay in shape with the gyms being closed luckily i have a home gym in my garage so that helps um not getting as much like in-ring cardio because with like everything but like Here, the last few weeks, we've been able to, like, reopen up the OI4K Academy with, like, having, like, limited number of students come in. Mm -hmm. So that's allowed me to be able to, like, get in the ring a little bit so I'm not so rusty whenever we come back.
0: (laughs) Well, hey, that's good, at least, that you were able to get in there for, for something. But I know it's been I feel like we've been all searching for new shows and, like, new things to watch and get into. What have you been binging?
1: Uh, Dave on Hulu. uh yep. Little Dicky, I love that show. I'm so ready for season two already. <laughs> uh, I rewatched The Office again. Uh, oh
0: my brother. favorites.
1: Um, Parks and Rec. Rewatched that already. Um, just started watching Community. I don't know why it took me so long to watch it, but I mm-hmm. love it. Uh, there's another show called all American on Netflix that I just started watching and that's really good. Also just started watching the outer banks. That's also really good. My stepdad put me onto that. And, nice. but, uh, I don't know how long we're going to be kind of in quarantine. So I'm, I'm going to run out of those eventually. <laughs> it's too soon <laughs> to watch some of them already. <laughs>
0: I know. Well, I could put you on to yeah. Ozark. Have you watched Ozark yet?
1: I have not. I've heard like really good things about it though.
0: Yeah, put that on your list. It's got 3 seasons up there, so it'll take you a little bit to get through. I mean, it's not, you know, as accomplished as a as a vet show like The Office with all those seasons, but <laughs> well, it's I feel, something
1: I feel like you're underestimating my binge powers.
0: <laughs> I don't I don't under- underestimate anybody's binge powers because <laughs> I finished series in like a week. <laughs> so I, I
1: just okay. started watching Community like 3 or 4 days ago. And I'm already
0: on like the fifth season. Oh damn! So you're committed. <laughs> you're one of those. All right, yep. <laughs> <laughs> you're a real one. <laughs> Not that I expect anything less, but hey, we got to do something in this crazy time. And uh, other than binging, like we've been video gaming and like trying to zoom, hang out happy hour with people. That's about it.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> so so many games of Madden and Call of Duty.
0: Oh, I can imagine. That's what we're doing here. We're playing Call of Duty, Super Smash Brothers, uh, Mortal Kombat. (laughs) It's been going crazy. (laughs) What's that?
1: I need the new Mortal Kombat.
0: You really do. It's actually so good. The graphics are crazy. It's just blood. It looks like it's 3D in a way, like coming out at you. It's awesome. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Oh, my God. It, it's, it seems like a strange thing, but there was a time pre-quarantine and, you know, so much has changed. And I'm hoping soon we can get somewhat back to normal. I know all of us fans miss wrestling just as much as, and you know, you guys more for sure. But uh, so we want y'all to be back uh, soon. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed, but I want everyone to be safe and healthy, too. So uh, it's tough, right? It's a tough thing.
1: So it's so tough cuz like it's it's almost like a there's like no end in sight because we have like these expectations of like when everything might get back to normal
0: mm-hmm. but
1: and that could that could change in a uh, snap of a finger in like a day so you don't want to like be so hopeful that like oh maybe we'll be back in June or whatever but that could change by tomorrow mm-hmm. and then it's pushed back to september so uh just trying to stay positive and but also at the same time being realistic right because you don't want to get your hopes too up so then whenever like it's something changes for the worst you're not going to be that disappointed <laughs>
0: That's a really good mindset, though. That's healthy. You know, have a little bit of hope and not too much so you're not crushed and disappointed. (laughs) But keeping that that realism intact. But before there was quarantine, all right, before there was all this craziness, obviously you're taking the Midwest and other areas by storm here, honey. And uh, I've been loving what I've been seeing from you in 2019. And obviously, I was hoping for more in 2020, but here we are. That's okay. (laughs) Soon. There'll be more. It'll be all right. Well, <laughs> eventually it will. Um, but I've always been kind of curious as to, like, what was it one day when you woke up and decided, like, this this wrestling is for me. Like, I have to do this. What was that moment for you?
1: Uh, Well, it was – I, whenever I was a kid, I always wanted to be a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started watching wrestling in the 90s with my dad and uh, – a large part of my family, we all watched the pay per views every time it came on. Big, huge family get together, watched them. There's like thirty head of people in the crammed in the living room, watching and just fighting and arguing about who's gonna win and who's not gonna win. <laughs> uh, but then I kind of like took a detour away from wrestling there for probably about a, over a decade because I started watching football and I fell mm-hmm. in love with that. And so then uh, I started playing football, and I played football all through, like, the the end parts of elementary school, middle school, high school. I played some in college. And then I coached football for three years. And then I was since I was done with football after a couple of years in college, uh, I needed to do something, like, athletically, because my whole life I've done sports and athletics – and I needed to like fill that void because I wasn't getting to like play football. Uh, so I found wrestling uh, through a local like in- independent promotion near my hometown and luckily I had a buddy that I graduated high school with he was wrestling so I hit him up and I was like, hey, what do I gotta do to get in on this? He was like, just come with me to the next show and like we'll get you we'll get you rocking and rolling And that was like, yeah. So (laughs) uh, I had my first match March 21st of 2014. So uh, I've been going at it for six years. And whenever I first started, it was kind of like a hobby. Just to kind of like give me something to do. Mm -hmm. Because, like I said, sports all my life. And then... I started picking it up more and more, uh, like with more monthly shows, then it turned into like more weekly shows. And then I started traveling a little bit more and doing a little bit better, started selling merch. And I was like seeing that I could like potentially like make money doing this, uh, getting to like travel all over the country and eventually the world, uh, getting to do things that I wouldn't get to do having a regular job, which Growing up, I never wanted a regular job anyway. Cause <laughs> I was trying to play football. Right, right. Now it's I'm a pro wrestler, and I think it was, it was probably like 2016. After I was a couple years in, uh, I went to uh, Philadelphia. Ring of Honor was doing one of their uh, camps and uh, tryout seminars. I I attempted. I attended that. And it was, like, really eye-opening about – because I thought I was going to be the worst person there. And then I ended up – I wasn't. And I was, like, maybe I've got something in this. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm a lot better – What I, I, maybe I could be a lot better than what I think I am.
0: Hey, all so right, all
1: after right? After that, after, like, I had some, like, really good, like, words of encouragement from, like, some of the, like, coaches that was there, like, Delirious, uh, Adam Cole – the Briscoe brothers, Kevin Kelly, uh, Cheeseburger, like all those. Cheeseburger. I love (laughs) burger. Uh, All those guys, like uh, meeting them, oh, Brutal Bob Evans and Tough Tim Hughes, those guys were there. I love Brutal Bob. Um, Like getting to meet those guys and like learning from them and then seeing what I can do and them having like their words of encouragement. Uh, and like hearing it from like an outside source from people who's like Doing it and like living off of it, it It opened my eyes and made me want to take it even more seriously. So after that it's basically been As they say balls to the wall for the last four years
0: Wow so <laughs> You know, that's interesting that you bring that up, because I was also curious as to, like, you know, all those those people that you mentioned, you heard those encouraging words. Did any one of them, or, or even anybody else, give you some sort of piece of advice that you really took to heart as you've been going balls to the wall, as you say, for the past four years? Uh,
1: Brutal Bob Evans, uh, he always says, don't just, like, run off to the circus. Always have, like, a game plan. Mm-hmm. Don't just go blindly and do... Uh, chase after your dream because it may not work out. So like, uh, at least like plan it out and be smart with it. Um, also from like where I was at that point, whenever I was there, uh, someone at the camp asked, they asked Kevin Kelly, they were like, they asked them something about using, uh, promoters, but like, not necessarily like using them in a bad way, but, like, using them to help get get yourself, like, farther mm-hmm. in wrestling. And uh, they, because they felt like they had been just being used themselves. It's, like, people just assuming that, like, whenever you get, like, a home fed in, like, some areas, they never really ask if you're, like, if you're available on dates. They just assume you are, and they just go ahead and book you. Uh, that's, like, a, that's a thing that I've, like, been a part of before and kevin kelly said you use them don't let them use you and make your money and that like that was like a big thing that like stuck with me too and that's kind of like something that's like been like in the back of my head it's like we can like mutually use each other like as wrestler promoter right but, but like i'm not gonna like let them whore me out basically
0: (laughs) (laughs) right you're gonna make you make your own whore decisions (laughs) (laughs) they don't let them whore you out there you go i like that a little bit of independence you got to have that you know you got to take control it's a great piece of advice i'm curious too about when you developed your you know in-ring style and your in-ring persona and your character. What makes Crash Jackson, Crash Jackson? Like what, what was like your mentality behind, like I'm I'm gonna create this and I'm gonna do, uh, or be like this in the ring, you know? I'm curious as to kind of the backstory behind it.
1: Well, it, a lot of it kind of like stems from my athletics from whenever I was younger, like in high school and things like that, playing uh, basketball and football. Because like I'm I'm shorter, I'm a thicker build guy, and you would think that I would be kind of I'm slow, but I'm not. I'm like deceptively like fast and quick and very explosive. Uh, Because in high school I played running back, and I was playing at like 235 pounds, which is like very big for uh, like the area that I played in. Because most running backs there were. 170 pounds to maybe 210. Mm. If anyone because like if anyone was ever bigger than that, they were moved to something else. Sure. Because normally you put like your probably your fastest player at running back. So uh but like I was that big and still running my best 40 time was like a four point eight and in, in the 4 yard dash so like i was i wasn't sacrificing any like speed or quickness for my size and i feel like uh i've like translated that into wrestling because yeah i can like pick people up and throw them around and things like that but i don't want to be like the stereotypical like short stocky guy i i want to be able to be explosive and Mm. just kind of kind of lull you and then all of a sudden boom smack (laughs) so it's just sort of like boom like you take it slow and then out of nowhere just pop 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 real quick and then it kind of slows back down again and I feel like my years of playing football and basketball and using like that has helped me develop my in-ring style And watching a lot of guys that like also have similar styles, and then blending styles of like guys that are like heavyweights and cruiserweights, and kind of like trying to blend that together. I feel like that's helped me basically put my style together because I don't feel like I'm like any one particular thing, which,
0: right? Yeah,
1: I, I feel like that's will make me like valuable because I can. Do anything
0: <laughs> well, which is excellent. You want you want to be versatile, and I think that you definitely have that. And watching you wrestling, you know, wrestling Revolver and um, Rockstar Pro and um, tag teaming punks, right? Yes. And uh, the last thing I saw you in was Impact um, in Dece- uh, last December in that five way. I remember seeing you in there, and I was like, "Damn, dude! Like you can do so many different things." And I, I love that about, you know, as a fan, right, being a fan of, of wrestlers. I like people who can do multiple things or aren't, that's, I won't say stuck in one thing, right? Because people can just be specialists and just rule at one thing. And that's great. Yeah, of but I, I love to watch someone who, who I can see tagging and love them tagging. Or I can see them in singles, killing it and love them that way too. And I'm curious as to your experience because uh, you have such a great, tag with with the punks in in Christian Cobain. It's so cool. And then, um, you know, your singles run. So speak a little bit about tag team wrestling and and what it's like to kind of go back and forth between tagging and and being in singles.
1: Well, majority of my career, I have been a tag team wrestler. Mm -hmm. So probably five out of the six years I've been going at this, I've been a tag team wrestler. Uh, My initial tag partner, Henry Shaw... Uh, he's also like one of my original trainers. Like he helped have a hand in training me whenever I first started cool. and uh, me and him tagged together for probably four years. And then I made the move to Dayton. And so then like we weren't able to like travel together as much cause we weren't like uh, going to the same shows as often anymore. And uh, after I moved up here, uh Cobain also moved not very shortly after I did and then we were kind of thrust we were put together and we both weren't very happy about it because we were (laughs) both initially (laughs) we both were predominantly tag team wrestlers already and we were like wanting to like get out of out of that and be right but we had a conversation and we're like you know what let's make the best out of this because you know if if this could get us a job on tv somewhere we're gonna we're gonna ride it you know because uh whenever it comes time we want to be able to do anything and there's a million singles wrestlers but there's only so few like good tag teams Mm
0: -hmm. so that
1: was like our mindset so like that kind of makes us that we were thinking that would make us more valuable to like an impact or a ring of honor or whoever, if being a tag team and it basically at first it was like very growing pains ish. Uh, cause like we also, we were roommates. So me and Cobain like butted heads on everything. <laughs> all, the, oh, man. <laughs> all the ideas for like our tag team moves and sequences, uh, how we would do our entrance, uh, ideas for music and t-shirts and all kinds of stuff like that and even stuff that not wrestling related like we argued about food uh working out uh what we were going to watch on tv uh just all kinds of stuff it was a constant argument but it was like a brotherly thing it's like okay like we're at each other's throats right here and then it's like hey man let's go get taco bell and figure this out and it's like all right let's go and so then it's be back like nothing happened so it was like that brotherly thing and i feel like us like living together and training together like in traveling together helped build a chemistry in a in the ring and then i believe that's that helped our like really strong run that we had last year yeah uh, it's like that uh brotherly kind of like Uh, brotherly love I guess that's the best way to put it you know because like some of the greatest tag teams of all time were like their brothers like brotherly teams like the hearts and the usos and guys like that so we kind of had that even though we're not we weren't not related at all but uh people meeting us and not knowing anything about us, they would have probably thought they we were because of how we acted with each other. Cause it was like seeing two brothers like hanging out with each other. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You Y'all you have great chemistry and clearly a great friendship. And even though you buttheads, that's a right friendship heads. You can't be all rainbows all the time. <laughs> no, it's,
1: it's, ne- it's never going to be rainbows. Like
0: that's right.
1: <laughs> if it was one of you were probably lying.
0: <laughs> True. Or one of you just didn't care as much and let the other one win. <laughs> yeah.
1: And it, whenever me and Cobain argued, it was always like it was always the bitter end about who was right and who was wrong. Always, and <laughs> always. I, I, always, I always agged it on. I always tried to like get my point across, and he ever he would finally have gave up and just said whatever. But I would still keep going at him. <laughs> but I'm That's I'm very I'm too. super competitive. I have to win.
0: So. All right. You got that mentality. That's all right. Ain't nothing wrong with that. (laughs) You spoke a little bit about in in your story about that, about, you know, arguing over, you know, merch and and all that stuff. I've always been really curious about this because I'm super into, like, gear, wrestling gear. How do you go about choosing that? Like, not so much like your colors per se, but that's very important, I think, too, but like, pants or trunks or, like, a high boot or a low boot? Like, how do you go about deciding? Is it, like, comfort or, like, your personal style gets into that? I've always been super curious about it.
1: Uh, For me, it's, like, a mixture of comfort and personal style and, mm-hmm. like what would Crash Jackson wear, basically. Yeah, right. I started off, uh, I wore, like, a high boot, and then it went to, like, kind of a, a shorter boot, and I was wearing, like, tights. Uh, I wore like the pleather shorts whenever I first started, uh, I went from that to biker shorts and then to long tights. And then, uh, it went from that to torn up cargo shorts to, uh, joggers, uh, went to the skinny tore up jeans that I wore with Cobain Yeah, while, yep. while we were the punks. Uh, and I went from a boot guy to, uh, a kick pad guy. Uh, so it really just kind of, for me, it goes with who is Crash Jackson at that time because it's always it's ever changing all the time. Sure. So it, it's a mixture of what would Crash wear and comfort and what what help what will help me perform better in the ring. And I don't know why it took me so long to wear kick pads and uh, wrestling shoes. So. Cause they're so light and like airy, like the boots I've had were like, they weren't heavy at all, but like the difference is it's, it's it's Uh. big. And so like, I feel like that helps me move around even like better like that. Uh, And for me, I love picking a style, like a look and then Mm -hmm. having like a bunch of different colors in that like style. If that makes any sense, yeah, that does. Yeah. Whenever I was growing up, watching wrestling, like guys like uh, Eddie Guerrero and like Ric Flair, uh, Chris Jericho, they had like that one look, but they had all these different colors of of that same style, and I love that because like very rarely would you see them wear like the same thing like, like oh, like two weeks in a row. So right. I, I love that. So that's the reason why with like my, my current gear, I have red, I've got purple, I've got black, I've got white, I've got gray. Uh, I've got like a military green. I've Ooh. got, I've got like a, a black that's got like silver paint splatter on it. So, and I've got like multiple different jackets that go with those. I got different like headbands that I wear different bandanas that like go along with it uh, different like t-shirts that i feel like goes best with like certain outfits so it's just like looking fresh and looking professional so it's not like i'm not wearing the same thing all the time
0: oh, so I then he, that. He
1: keeps looks fresh
0: yeah, it's and it's cool too. It's fun to see that. I I love watching. It, it, and you brought it up with like flair and the robes and the different colors. And you know Charlotte does that now. And just watching like, oh God, like what you gonna come out with next. And it is so cool because it's the same style, but you you can protrude such a different vibe <laughs> with whatever color you're wearing. Ah, I love that. Hashtag wrestling fashion. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so it's Friday night. Okay. You feel like you want to be a fan of wrestling. What are you watching?
1: Um, if there's not any sort of live pay-per-view going on that I can watch, then I'll probably either probably get on the network and watch some old stuff from like the nineties, like attitude era, mm-hmm.
0: uh,
1: probably a, a classic pay-per-view. I love watching uh, Rumbles. Rumbles are my – it's, like, my favorite pay-per-view.
0: Me too.
1: I love. I, I just love <laughs> yeah. that, like, excitement of, like, not knowing who's coming out at uh, what number. Right. So it's, like, that shock factor that whenever – like, this year when Edge came out, oh, holy shit.
0: The feels, I, I, right?
1: I lost my mind. Uh,
0: <laughs> I love it, it.
1: it. Like, things like that, like, you – that's genuine reactions because – they played. They played that so perfectly. It's like no one had any idea, and it was so great. And it's just, it's like things like that uh, that make it great. And probably, if I'm not watching a rumble, I'll probably rewatch some like Rock Austin WrestleMania stuff.
0: Yes.
1: Um, I like watching Elimination Chambers and Hell in a Cells as well. Uh, I love watching multi man thing like matches because there's like so many different elements that that can happen. Uh, and it's I, I don't it's hard for me to watch as a fan anymore, but sometimes I get lost in it. But most of the time, it's usually for like studying purposes. Right. Uh, but there's <laughs> been a few times. There's only like a handful of matches like recent memory that's like really like got me like truly invested. And what was
0: that?
1: One of the most recent ones that I had watched was Keith Lee and uh, Donovan Dajakovich.
0: Oh yes,
1: from, uh, the last takeover that they did.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow,
1: that one was like I every time they get like a big pinfall, I thought that was it, and like I never, I never like bite on those. Like they're like, oh, that's not the finish, and then wait, what that like, it's, it caught, it was getting me and I was like, it was getting me invested. And it's very rare that I get that. And whenever I can get that, it makes me enjoy and like love, uh, match the match even more whenever like I can get like emotionally invested like that, whenever they're getting me with the, the false finishes and things like that. It's so great. It makes me like, brings the fan back out of me
0: that's good that's what it should do in, in a lot of ways and i feel like that one especially i think it was portland takeover portland and they um oh my god j- they just like those two when they were on the indie scene were absolutely insane and it was so fun to see them on nxt takeover like showing out like that and it was everybody i feel like we were all watching it you know my friends and i together and then you know people on twitter and social media like we're losing it <laughs> because it was just it was fun it was fun to be invested in wrestling and and we love to watch people who are that excited about it and and put on such a freaking showcase
1: oh yeah and it, it awesome it, it makes it fun for me because they're big guys and they're doing yeah yeah they're doing stuff that guys that are like 200 200 pounds or less like what they're doing so that's like if they can do that I can do that and so like Hell yeah. <laughs> like so, some of some of like I, I some of my stuff that like helps me be creative when it comes to like doing things in the ring and like that it, I watch those two guys are two guys that I watch 100% if it's just just something small to like kind of get from and try to like tweak it and make it my own, it's it. Those two are like on the top of the list of guys that I watch.
0: That's awesome. I mean, the two great ones too, and super super fun. And now that you know, eventually in the future, <laughs> it gets you excited. I know you want to go back in wrestling. What are your goals, kind of post quarantine?
1: Uh, my goals for post quarantine. I want to go to more uh, more places that I haven't been, uh, whether it be new states, new countries, uh, new nationally televised wrestling companies, uh, you know like I have I have a sticky note right here that's uh, in front of my computer and it only has, it has two my two main goals and it's like my only two goals that are like that I'm going for right now. Uh, it says travel internationally and earn a contract. And so that's like top of the list. And I, I feel in my heart of hearts that those, those two things are very doable. And so that's like what I'm going after. And that's, that's the reason why I've been like busting my ass so hard right now during this quarantine trying to change my body to make me more TV ready, uh, get my wind up. So I can go longer and harder. So it's just uh, it's a process and I know it and it's going to be worth it whenever I'm able to uh, put check marks next to those.
0: Hell yeah. (laughs) And I'll be excited for you. And I know everyone who's your fan will be excited for you, too. And I I think they're more than possible, buddy. I think so.
1: so. Thank you.
0: You are welcome. So my friend, it has been a pleasure speaking with you today. I cannot thank you enough for coming to hang out with me and uh, just have this little informal chat. Um, but I'd love for people to know where they can find you and, uh, all that good information. So they know, Hey, I got to go follow this guy right now.
1: Alrighty. So, uh, all of my social media handles are, uh, under at the crash Jackson. Uh, that's J A X O N. um, My Twitter, my Instagram, my Facebook, my YouTube, my Patreon, and my Pro Wrestling Tees. It's all at The Crash Jackson. So, like, it's very simple. You can just copy and paste that and all of those and find me. Uh, I'm trying to uh, get, like, very good content put out daily. Uh, With that, I'm slowly starting uh, to build stuff to, like, put up on my YouTube channel, so I'll be more active on that. Uh, But also, you get to see more behind-the-scenes stuff, like what I'm doing and how I'm doing it on on my Patreon, plus a whole lot more. Uh, And, like, the tiers on that, I believe I have that set as little as $3 a month. So it's very affordable, and it helps me. Like, every little bit helps, even if you just, like, go on my Twitter and you retweet something. I appreciate every retweet. Retweet, like, follow, anything uh, so I just love like the support that I can get from anybody because I, I want to be that like kind of beacon of hope for people whenever they like have, they're having a bad day and they can go look at my social media or watch one of matches and like help them forget about the bad stuff, even if it's just for like 10 or 15 minutes. And so I greatly appreciate any bit of support that anybody gives me.
0: Well. You know what? I'm going to link everything, of course, so everyone can go do just that. And I promise you, I've never steered you wrong. I'm telling you people, you're going to like this guy. Go watch a lot of his stuff. There's an awesome highlight reel from 2019. If you want to get a feel, it's on YouTube. I'll link that as well. Uh, And, uh, buddy, thanks so much for coming on the show. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Anytime. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Queen's Court. And uh, as always, please enjoy the rest of your day and be kind to one another.